0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, but like I said, we'll start here saying Grizzlies split, beat Minnesota, lose at Boston. You know the thing about it is three and seven without Stephen Adams and yet you're still here two games above the Sacramento Sacramento Kings mm-hmm. we almost sound like a broken record cuz that lead has stayed about right there right. over the last mm-hmm. few weeks even despite the struggles you know they've been they've been hurt on the offensive glass without steven we know at times the offense has slowed down and clearly um th- just to set this up what that initial 3 to 5 week timeline would put steven back we're supposed to get an update on him this week but you think would mm-hmm. put him back sometime soon after the all-star break set Steven Adams to the side saying cuz we know this team misses him if you're talking about concerns of course getting Steven Adams back is a huge one set that to the side what's the biggest thing for you for this team when you look second half of the season we're talking what 25 games by that point after they play Utah on Wednesday what are you most mm-hmm. concerned about looking ahead in this new look uh new look west for the Grizzlies You said it. I've been the boy that
1: cries wolf about this the entire season. You've already said you said exactly what it is. The fact that we are just dependent on Steven Adams is Mm -hmm. my biggest concern, period. And it's the reasons why we are the the reasons that we need guys that can simply put the ball in the basket. We need more three point shooting. Uh, You addressed some of this at the trade deadline. When you went and got a guy like a Luke Kennard, who, uh, you know, was one of two last night from three. Uh, just a beautiful jump shot, he has for sure. But um, that the fact that Steven Adams, who's a non shooter from anywhere, <laughs> like outside of laying the ball up at the basket, there's no other way Steven Adams can score on the, on the court. In fact, he's a non shooter, um, bad free throw shooter, not the best defender in space, especially. A guy like that, who you're going to have to find ways to keep on the court during the playoffs. We saw him in the Minnesota series. Just flat out be useless, you know. what I mean, in a modern wow. NBA. Yeah, he yep. got playoffs of court. And then he's a guy that you can't have on you cannot have on the court in a close game in the final minutes of the game because teams are gonna start fouling him. And he's one of the worst free throw shooters, if not the worst, in the entire NBA. Your team shouldn't function, shouldn't be required to function uh so much depending on what he whether he's out there or not. Um, like I said, getting a guy like um Luke Kennard is a good step in the right direction. Uh Bain's been shooting the ball well lately. But it's just so many. Um, it's so you see so many deficiencies just because he's not on the court, and it just shouldn't be that way. You're talking about a guy who's a few years older than everyone else. He's now in this timeline. Never was a guy that we thought would be, you know, part of the, the long term goal. Um, that that's the, really the major thing that concerns me about this team is that we have to be. Because of other deficiencies we have, a guy like him has to be that important just because he creates so many offensive rebounds and creates those lanes for John Morant. When it's today's NBA, it shouldn't be a seven-foot burly center that's creating the lane for your point guard. It should be that you're able to spread the court and knock down shots or at least give off the impression um, that you're going to knock down shots. But like I said, I think that adding a guy like Luke Kennard can help that, especially you can see that he he played a lot of minutes the other night. It felt like he did. I didn't check the box score, but it seems like he was out there a lot we still saw some John Conchar minutes, but I think that they're going to you're going to get Luke going, and we'll see more of that. Uh, we're seeing some, you know, some lineups of that Jaron Jackson Jr. and Santi Aldama in them. Something the crowd, the fans have definitely been pulling for for a while. So I think all those things can kind of help that out. But it, it is quite discouraging to me <laughs> that Steven Adams means as much to this team.
0: Yeah, and and you and, and you touched on like the the bigs behind him just aren't great NBA rebounders whether you, yeah. Jaron at a five or whether Xavier Tillman, God bless him, you know, is limited yeah. in, in what he can give you. That's why it just makes it even more glaring. You know, that 14-3 against Boston on that offensive glass, it just stands out like a sore thumb. And as much as you're asking of guys, you know, behind Steven, as much as this been next man up for the Grizzlies, when some of these guards have been out, whether it's Jai or, or Bane, um, it's just so much harder to replace because you don't have guys – that are just natural rebounders and for whatever. I, and 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 i tell you this, I know it does seem like at least the last few games, I know they tried it there for a minute. Like Taylor Jenkins has resigned to, I'm just going to bring Brandon Clark off the bench. You know, I know they mm-hmm. started at one point with him starting, but I, they've gone back to Xavier Tillman now next to Jaron without Stephen Adams. Hopefully this is something we're not talking about much after the all-star break, but um, that has it, do you, is that the right way to play Brandon? Is this just, just not a deal where you can where he can be a starter when you need him? Yeah, I don't him.
1: I don't like what he's doing. Yeah, we've seen so many metrics where it shows that Jaron lineups with Jaron and Brandon are phenomenal. We've seen those metrics have been the same for three years now. Um that we've got so much evidence that lineups with Jaron and Brandon have been great. I don't get the Tillman starts, I don't like it. I don't care whether he's playing good or bad. I just don't like it. I mean, I, it's, it's, I don't want to see Xavier Tillman out there, man. Like he's, you—they're trying to do like a great value Stephen Adams thing with him. Uh-huh. And it's just not who—he's not good enough for that. Like and you're trying to play the same way you play if Stevens out there, but using Tillman instead, and it just doesn't work, man. Just go Jaron, Jaron, and Clark. Jaron and Santi do something like that. Um, I think that would be a much better. Uh, starting lineup, but yeah. you know, we we look, I love the energy against Minnesota, I love the way we played against them. Um, uh, look, like, look like the Grizzlies we're, we've we grown to love this season. The Boston game, even though uh, we didn't get the outcome we wanted, I saw a lot of good things I liked in that game. How they played against Boston, um, didn't know what's the kid's name, Hauser.
0: Hauser, um,
1: yeah, I saw him, and I've seen him in a couple games. We didn't know Six he was 11 good.
0: from three in that game.
1: You, you're talking about a shooter, that guy was knocking him down for sure. So, um, but yeah, like. I'm, I'm I'm done with the Tillman stuff, man. I'm just just get Steven back out there, and hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully we can see Tillman go back to his towel waving, uh, support role on the bench. For, for only, the
0: only two rebounds against the Celtics. He's man, just, yeah,
1: man. I'm, I'm out. I'm out on Tillman, man. It's just, you know, even he's he's had some bright moments during his time, but I just just go Jaron and BC, man. Just throw those guys in the fire. I'd rather have your best players on the court. I, I want to. I can't
0: touch, get it at all. touch on something that you mentioned that leads kind of into my, my concern. And and, and mm-hmm. I could be right with you that their dependence on Steven Adams, it's just, it, it, you know, it's uh, their over dependence on Steven Adams has certainly been one of those things you're most concerned about going forward. But you mentioned uh, the kid Hauser going six of 11 Boston had 21 threes in that game. And even in a game we talked about where Jason Tatum's going three of 16 from the field, one of eight from three Hauser's hitting six of them. Um, I'm looking at the bench guys, um, uh, Mike Mascala hit two. They also got four from Pritchard, but there's shooters all up and down the lineup. It's just, it's so glaring that when you look at the Grizzlies, especially on that bench, you don't have anybody right now that you can trust. And, and that for me is the concern saying, obviously Steven Adams, you got to get him back. And this team's got to find out a way to start winning again without him on the floor and look like they did against Minnesota all the time. But right now, I don't know other than Brandon Clark. Who I can trust off that bench. I'd like to put Santi into that group. Um, but so much like heck, he's basically a starter here, essentially, kind of, while Steven's down. But back to the point, what what I thought would be, you know, early on this season when the Grizzlies got once they got Bain back and every, you know, Jaron was in there and all that. We thought that the bench would be one of its strengths, that the bench might be one of the better ones in the league with Tyus Jones leading the way, Brandon Clark, super sub. Uh, now Asante that's emerging in the second year, but right now they're getting next to nothing from it. And whether mm-hmm. it's Clark or, you know, Sante on a given night, that's fine. But Tyus Jones has, you know, slow start to the season really heated up to a point. We are giving him all the, giving him all the sauce and all the love and deservedly. So, but he has cooled all the way off. He's shooting 30 some percent from the floor, uh, 10% from three this month. They just don't have anything coming from that bench. And, I read again a lot of it's patchwork saying because they're trying to, you know, you're rotating guys to get in there for Steven. But what I thought would be a strength for this team right now is a mess. Hopefully, the addition of Kennard, you know, as a backup shooting guard, like we talked about last week, kind of help solidify his thing, Tyus picks it up. You know what you're getting from Brandon, and they get back to, you know, looking like a bench that's an actual uh, asset yeah. rather than just a mess right now that you're hoping you can get something right. from. So uh, and- I think. Those couple of things for me are, you know, looking at that second half of the season, man, trying to get some consistency with that bench rotation, a yeah. uh, guy settling in is, is a must.
1: Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. And, you know, the elephant in the room, as far as the Mitch is concerned, is that Zaya Williams was supposed to be way better than this, this year. I, we, I didn't we, even mention we him. We had, You're absolutely right.
0: I didn't even mention him. You're right. Yeah he's, he's playing, you nothing. yeah, he's
1: playing. He's playing in the Memphis Hustle right now. And we. We had him at least penciled in that he would take some type of leap. And he had a he had a you know, he started off the rookie his rookie season being one of the worst players in the NBA. Like all the statistics said that guy should not be on the basketball court. it's the worst player in the league. But we saw him turning up, we saw him contribute. We saw him contribute in the playoffs, you know what I mean? Yep. And um, we thought that you know, with the summer, even with the injuries he had coming to the season, we figured he would come in and do something. Uh, he's been really bad this season to the point where he's, you know, not only not in the rotation, but he's not even on the main roster. He's getting assignments in the G league. Um, that's something we were banking on it. We were banking on Zaire, you know, being a big part of what they do and a big part of that bitch unit, a six, nine, six, 610 ish, you know, versatile, athletic wing. We thought this is, you know, we thought this would be the year he would, there were some people saying that when Jaron, remember when Jaron was hurt at the beginning of the season, there were people saying, start Zaire at the four. You remember that? Yeah, like and it's just he just it's just been such a disappointment, uh, so far in this first half of the season. Um, I don't know where my confidence is with him, but I do have I do feel like that this front office will uh resolve these issues. Uh, I, I know the trade deadline is over, we do know that everything is uh not just about this season with this organization or uh, in this particular team, so I'm confident that they will um address some of those issues. Um, but yeah, like you said um it's, that bench has really been so disappointing. it seemed like our bench was I mean we had to t- we had the team where it seemed like no matter who was out there Jaren was out Jo was out Dylan missed time you know whatever was always next was man up. Yeah. Team, Dante Aldama had a crazy game last year against Phoenix I believe these yeah. guys were always next man up next man up just ain't been next man up in like last year um but yeah but <laughs> but um yeah man that's I definitely agree with you that the bench, um has been a disappointment. Hopefully.
0: First uh-huh. half Hopefully, you know, you get to the all-star break after this game against Utah on Wednesday. You get a chance to to get everybody settled in. Obviously, Jaron and job ja will be there, but uh you get a chance to get Steven back, get the foundation back, and then maybe everything sort of settled down around that. I know that original timeline was three to five weeks, you know, around that all star break. It's mm-hmm. getting to be getting to be about that time again. Hope for, hopeful, hopeful. Uh, the team had mentioned. We're hopefully gonna get an update on Steven Adams this week. We mentioned Grizzlies are three and seven uh without him. It's been such a key part. Been unlike when as same mentioned, when some of these guys have gone down, uh, Grizzlies were 20 and five without John Morant last season. They played well this, you know, for the most part, held it down without Jaron to start the year. Uh even though the defense struggled, they still held it down. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you're hopeful that things sort of level out uh, as we get uh past the all-star break.